0: I am an artist living in beautiful Vermont, USA, and I have a lot of questions. So I engage the minds of the people that I meet, poets, writers, artists. I explore what's inside and share it with you. My name is Ricky McEachran, and I am eager to know. A realization I have had in learning to paint is a difference between having ability and being creative. There is expertise and experience to control a brush, manage color on a canvas to get a desired result. But being able to create and manifest concepts, ideas, and emotions into our world is something different. My guest today is an artist and art educator. Our conversation ventured into some very surprising and interesting areas. I am happy to share my conversation with Janet Kathy. I am here with Janet Kathy, who is an artist and educator who specializes in printmaking. And she also has a background in science. So welcome to Eager to Know. Thank you. You're very welcome. Art and science, my two favorite topics to talk about together. Uh-huh. Um, so the first thing I want to talk to you about is what you are currently doing now, which you are a teacher of children you're an art teacher so tell me a little bit about that what what age are the kids
1: i'm an elementary school art teacher so i teach kindergarten right now i teach kindergarten through sixth grade
0: kindergarten through six all right i want to know how do kids that age and i'm sure it's very different from kindergarten to six how do they approach a new art project art challenge like how do they receive it do they embrace it
1: um they usually embrace it okay um art in regular school uh, this is in public school is such a different um type of class than what they are doing the rest of their day so almost every kid loves to come to art class and um especially if i give them a lot of freedom within a project um they usually just go for it especially the younger ones yeah As they get older they get uh, just normal developmental stages are um, happening and as they get older they get more closer to middle school, they're getting more self-conscious, more discerning about what their abilities are and um, they just, some of them are going to um, not know what to do, especially if it is a free, a more free project. Yeah. That's
0: such a great answer because the, the reason why I asked this question was adults are always, if you, if you ask most adults to do some sort of art task, art project, they're like, I don't have any skill. I'm not an artist. I can't even draw a stick figure. No kid is, no first grader is going to say that. They right. just jump right in. Right. So why is that? Why do we evolve from you know, when you're a child feeling very confident about your ability in art, to adults, everyone is not confident.
1: Well, I, this is just my own experience. I don't have a lot of research knowledge or anything, but yeah. just from my own experience, I think that um, kids approach art as play. Yeah. And so playing is fun, and they get to just do whatever they want, and they are not going to be. Um, they're not going to really even care if they finish it sometimes. They're not going to care if anybody else likes it. They are just exploring the materials, and it's fun.
0: And something changes in like second or third grade or something, yeah. and why does why do you think that changes? Well, I
1: think that um, some kids are, um, you know, a little bit more perfectionist than others, and as they get older, they, um, discover that if they haven't been practicing um that just like when they practice math or soccer or whatever else they might not be as good as they want to be and so then they lose confidence and then they aren't sure they want to do it anymore there's also this this um mindset that some people have and a lot of it has to do with society and their families and school culture and that is that Either school or either art is not a, an important; it's not valued, or it's fluffy and oh, it's so um, you know cute. But now you need to move on to older things, or it, that it's like ingrained. Like I was either born a good artist or I wasn't, and or I'm not the artist in the family. I hear that sometimes, mm. and. Um, so they get pigeonholed a certain way and they just decide that somebody else is a better artist than they are and then they just, um, they don't pursue it as much. And they, if they, uh, I try to, sh- to explain to them that just like any other topic or any other field, if you practice, if you love it and you keep practicing, you get better at it. And I think that there's two different kinds of art brains actually. There's like a creative mind, and then there's a, um, so there's the creativity part of making art, and then there's also the skill, like the fine motor coordination, or being able to use certain tools or to be able to draw. And we all know that some artists who are very, very successful artists know how to do sculptures, sculptures and, or create, Cool stories, and can you know come up with ideas that no one else has ever come up with because that's part of being an artist and um then there's the part of that they may not even know how to draw, so there's different kinds of artists, and yeah. I think if you've been encouraged to be a creative thinker, you might be that kind of an artist, and it may not even matter that your stick figures are stick figures. it's your cool ideas that you can that you use,
0: yeah the the difference between creativity and skill is yeah. is what you're talking yeah. about. Do you I think that's so important because um having a creative mind is very valuable and important in doing new things in whatever you do. Yeah. Do you think that art class starts um developing the creative mind or do you think it uh just disca- um helps develop the skills of like painting and drawing
1: It depends on the class There's depends different the class. teachers who have different approaches to teaching art I was learned I was learned I was taught to um, teach, students the principles of art and you know value and line and um texture and learn about color theory and you know learn about uh contrasting colors and hot colors and cool colors and all those kinds of things and I would teach them and some of the kids were really you know were were absorbing it all and others would hear my I my ideas and I would ask them to do a project that used those principles that we just learned about and then i noticed that when they had their own free art they wouldn't do they wouldn't use those concepts that i had just taught them so they were doing it as a school subject they were doing it because they had been taught you're supposed to follow directions in school and you're supposed to conform which actually gets them into this mindset of okay art class is learning about these processes you but you can also teach art in a different way you can say this is the art studio this is how artists create this is what artists do they give themselves a uh, they might give themselves a limitation they might get inspiration from another artist and then they take that and they um, use it in in a way that it me- makes meaning for themselves right and when they do when they do that they tend to be more um, excited about what they're doing and they also i can also give them and i've started to do this more in the last few years too, give them little creative problems to solve and they do this a lot in um the stem is the new thing science technology and engineering and math where they they it's more important these days to give kids um Experiences of learning how to solve problems, yeah. but you know there's learning how to solve, solve art problems too, and yeah. um, so
0: and certainly as a painter, painting is problem solving. Yeah, I mean that's constantly what I'm doing in front in yeah. front of the camera. Um, you mentioned um, science, technology, engineering, and math. I know that you have a background in yes. science. Yeah. How did that come about for you? When did you get in interested in science?
1: Well, I wasn't really that interested in science. I was okay in all my subjects. I did pretty well in school, but I, um, and I was always interested in doing art. But when I went to college, I thought I probably shouldn't be an art major because then what am I gonna do to make money? And and I wanted to, I really looked up to my older sister who was a science type person. Right. And so she's six years older and I decided I wanted to be like her. So I, took i had to take some sciences anyway so i took geology um she had said to me oh it's such a cool new field it's there you know there's still new things being discovered and um it's just a really neat field so i went and took geology and i really loved it and i did a field course in geology and i loved how uh we did a lot of field trips and we went out in nature and we were observing the landforms and how things got formed and um there was a lot of camaraderie in the geology department versus um, in the biology or chemistry, there were more um, people in kind of competition with each other heading for graduate school more or um, being a medical doctor or something. And I wasn't really, I wasn't um, motivated in that way at all. I just liked the topic, oh, and the map making. The map making was a very visual part of the whole thing. It was just a very it's a map very making, visual field. map
0: making is part of geology, yeah,
1: like learning you know deciding what how this land was formed, and so a map is created to show um people where different rocks are, and that helps them to figure out how did this rock formation get formed um, you know why is there a big hill here? It's because of erosion around this more resistant rock or you know just things like that and it was just fun to make the maps and color in the colors and you
0: you're know. definitely talking about geology as an artist
1: i know and that was the thi- that's the <laughs> thing it was all very visual and i was more into the wow than the why yeah <laughs> like i i um yeah, so you know, I'd get excited about looking at things and and looking at something under a microscope and looking at the crystal structures or looking at the tiny little um diatoms that had these really interesting patterns on them yeah. and drawing pictures of them and so my my um senior project was um had a lot of pages of drawings in it of these microscopic organisms that I had found in some fossils and so um that's what I was more interested in, so I knew I probably wouldn't be um, going deeper into getting a more advanced degree in geology because i wasn't interested in the geochemistry, the geophysics the math that 's required for those right. okay, topics. so not
0: the not the math you're more no. of an earth science type person yeah. uh, you, you mentioned that people can develop skills as uh, as an artist. Do you think that there is a or, or what is your opinion on the arty brain versus the science brain? I think do
1: you think that, that's a thing. Well, I do think that I've seen kids who can draw more easily at a young age, okay, and um, um, more realistically, or just have a finer motor coordination. So I do think there's wh- which an aptitude. which isn't
0: necessarily creativity, right? If you're wh- okay, that's just you're right. Like, that's like drafting,
1: yeah. That's right, that's like drafting. And I think I had that more than I had the creativity side when I was growing up. Um, I think that um, any person who has curiosity that's been uh, valued in their family or in their school life will be able to put that into art or science. I think curiosity is a really important thing in any kind of thinking right and so i don't i guess i wouldn't put that into an art or a science brain i think people who easily um, have those visual skills of and fine motor coordination might be more apt to want to practice doing art and become better at it um, because it comes more easily, just like some kids just really love soccer because they tend to, you know, it comes to them more naturally and then they get better and they can see their improvement more right. easily. Yeah. Um, but I think the ones who really become artist artists are the ones who can put those both together.
0: If you, if we were looking to make humans in society that are more creative, and not not better drawers, mm-hmm. um, but are more creative in how they solve problems and think of new ideas. What do you think we should be doing? Should we having more art class, or what, what? What do you think that we should be doing to create people that are more creative?
1: I think we should be doing those problem solving classes, and problem not just solving not solving. just the like puzzle kind of problem solving. Okay. I mean more open ended problem solving. Okay. Um, and um, being able to be open-minded, I think, is a really important skill to have and to, that um, families and schools can val- should value because mm-hmm. uh, kids who have an open mind then don't feel like they can't do it. You know, I think some, like, like in my family, there was somebody in my family who was already an artist. So I didn't, nobody in my family even said, no, Janet, you can't be an artist your other older sister, she's an artist. But I didn't say that. I said it, nobody said it to me. I said it to myself yeah. and society said it to me. And um, so I think there's a, a growth mindset that's really important. So to be creative, you need a growth mindset. You have, I think you have to be open-minded. Um, you have to have lots of experience solving problems. Um, and just playing, playing and learning how things work and what happens when you do this and what happens when you do that and being able to um, value noticing things observation is a really good thing not just for yeah. like
0: so observation um, and noticing yeah. i want to talk about uh, one of the things that you mentioned on your website was um, patterns in nature. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. I think you grew up in on Lake Michigan mm-hmm. outside of Chicago.
1: Yep, in a suburb. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would go walking around in the forest and ride my bike to the beach and um, see the pebbles and walk through the ravines and um, see the pebbles on the beach. See the, in the winter, like here in Vermont, see what happens when the ice breaks up and the I was noticing today that big chunks make of ice floating in the river and um, sometimes when the patterns of the water go in a certain way, the water spirals around and it chips pieces off of the ice chunks and turns them into circles and just really cool things like that. I just thought they were cool to look at and I'm not necessarily even really delving into how it happened it's just more when like,
0: did the, when did that happen though was it like at your earliest memory you um, you remember
1: pretty early memories yeah. um just um christmas day or i remember walking to the beach with my older sister the one that i looked up to and looking at the ice formations all over the at the edge of the water um i think uh, here in vermont i mean this is young, oh, a lot older but um just loving watching the the shapes of the um shadows of the trees on the snow and the the overlapping patterns of the tree trunks with the shadows and making the like lattice i
0: noticed that on your uh on your art Mm -hmm. um on your website there Mm -hmm. you have a lot of prints that have shadows of trees yeah
1: yeah i have one that's called shadow plaid because it's you know intersecting shadows on the um on the ground good
0: now when did you start creating art that reflected this interest that you were seeing the stuff that you were seeing that interested you
1: um well i always drew stuff when i was little um i was just trying to get good at being realistic at drawing realistically um because i wasn't really interested in the I wasn't really confident enough, I think, to to be the one who would like create some wild and wacky thing that nobody else had made before. When mm. like you were talking about the creative mind, I was more like the craftsperson. Like yeah. the, and I still am. Precision. I, the, I love carving a piece of wood. So when I, I delved into a lot of different art forms because as an elementary school art teacher, I had to learn a lot of different mediums to show the kids. So when I got to printmaking, You know, I didn't have the um, formal college art school training. I got those. I got that um, kind of training gradually through many, many different years of taking classes here and there. So I took a lot of different ones. And when I got to the printmaking one, I just I took one class workshop that was. um, It was about um, simplifying shapes into uh, just black and white. Simplifying um, a a picture into black and white. And um, I just thought it was so beautiful the way you can um, simplify a shape in nature and make it have an abstract quality, but also get the essence, just the bare essence of a- People
0: will know what it is. Yeah,
1: people will know what it is. And so I love color though, so I didn't do black and white for very long, but it helped me to just try to find the essence of a of a scene or an object and just try to get the dark and light and it just worked really well with Woodcut because um, I wasn't interested, I was trying to get away from trying to be perfectly realistic. Yeah. I just wanted to get those patterns, those, um, shapes.
0: The shapes and the ideas. Yeah. Do you think the learning about the essential um, visual idea of an item so that people can recognize it when it's simplified down, do you think learning that in your brain is applicable to things other than art?
1: Uh, You mean kind of like getting, simplifying an idea?
0: I I think what I'm wondering is because I know for me when I learned how to paint, I was starting to understand ideas because print painting is about differences. It's about understanding um, the big idea, solving the the big idea first before you get into the details. Yeah, and that would affect how I would solve problems in the real world. Like my brain was kind oh, of developing oh. in a way. That was affecting how I was dealing with life, uh-huh. and the example that you just gave, where you take a, uh, a, a something from nature and you simplify it down to black and white monochrome, but still uh-huh. getting the idea across. I was just wondering if something like that's an interesting way of using your brain, yeah, um, if that would have applications for you um,
1: I wonder and, if it's a way of um of, um, like, meditation or something. You know, like, just not worrying about the details, like, you know, don't sweat the the small stuff kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes me wonder, like, because I think that I get a lot of peacefulness when I look at the art that I'm making. Mm, okay. And I wonder if there's something about that that I'm just, like, shedding Mm-hmm. shedding all that extra stuff and getting down to the basics.
0: I would bet that's the case.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of that. I don't know if it's really true, but I think it is because I think I and others have told me that they feel calm when they look at the art that I I felt make.
0: calm when I was looking yeah. at uh, at the work, yeah. the art on it your website. It calms me
1: to do it. Oh. I just love it. I just it's a real meditation for me to do the carving part. And even just the rolling out the ink, it's very uh, rhythmic and the carving can be rhythmic too. That's
0: wonderful, that's great. Yeah. Uh, that's great that you have that available to you.
1: And I, I know, I'm very lucky and I like, just think about the. I'm thinking right now that the colors that I use, the purples and the blues and the greens and those calming colors and the mixtures.
0: Nice. Now, where do you think you are on the, I guess range or spectrum of being a creative versus a craftsperson? Oh,
1: That is such a good question because I was just talking about that. I'm in a new artist group and I said to the women in the group just last week, I said, I think I am finally at the stage where I can say that I'm an artist because I feel deep inside like the craftsperson. Like I haven't been able to admit to myself that I'm the artist. I'm still trying to find the voice of the artist. And I don't know whether it's just that I can't accept that I have become an artist or whether, you know, because the like you have this, like, yeah, I was talking before, you have a mindset about yourself. And I've always been like, you know, am I an imposter, you know? I'm just a crafts person. When, you know, do, when do I get to the I don't know if I'm up to the point of being call, calling myself an artist, but I finally I think I do call myself an artist now. But I don't think I'll ever try to get better at the craft. Um, I do hope to open the doors to more creatively expressing the things that I love in nature. And just my feeling of peacefulness whether it looks like nature or not i guess in the future so that's where i'm excited to go soon
0: wonderful <laughs> that's the great thing about being whether you're a craftsperson or whether you're a, a, an artist or creative is there's always plenty of more to learn, more to grow, more to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you're never gonna master it.
1: No, and I'm excited. There's so many people I get inspired by. I, I'm, can't, I just can't stop taking classes. Sometimes I have to stop taking classes just because, okay, I have had enough influences, now I need to just do my own thing do for it, a while. Yeah. To do
0: it and experience that, yeah. and that's yeah. another whole yeah. experience, the learning yeah. versus the doing. Right,
1: I don't think it's a bad thing to keep being open to new ideas and new learning. And I mean, that's what I love about people and just learning from them. But um, I think there's also like, in the long run, we, I am my artist, I am my own artist, you're your own artist, and we need to figure that out for ourselves instead of, I mean, emulating somebody else.
0: Wonderful. Well, Janet, thank you very much for hanging out with me today. Sure. And uh, yeah, this was a great conversation. This is, not we, I kind of had everything planned out about what I thought I was going to talk about, mm-hmm. and we definitely went into some new but very interesting directions. So I'm glad that we were able to do that.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. My name is Ricky McGuckrin and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another eager to know podcast.